This is Taylor. This is Ryan. And we're back again with another Three Dudes One Vlog <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> That's still funny. It's not gonna be This episode is for the week of April 18th? 20th. 20th? Are you sure? Today's the 20th. April 20th. No, today's the 20th. 420. It's the week of 420. This episode is for 420. 420 Blaze It. Um, we don't smoke, but Georgia does. So Georgia is wearing her Bob Marley uh, <laughs> yeah, like dreadlock hat. And we gave her a bunch of edibles. And she she's is... Going, she's going. Yeah. She's kind of kind of tripping right now. She's going into it. Um, Georgia did not actually do drugs. Stop scratching the ground, though. I'm gonna edit this this gain a little bit. This is our last podcast with basically all of the podcasting equipment we have, <laughs> which is one microphone. Yes, yeah, a single microphone that I. Uh, probably drunkenly bought a while ago, a long time ago. It's a good mic though. That's a great microphone. It's been great. Um, I see a lot of people like I'll watch like like watch a random gaming stream stream or something or something, and I'll see just the top of that uh-huh. microphone, and I'm like, "Hey, that's a blue microphone or whatever." It's a blue yeti. Uh, yeah, they're really cool. Now I've seen people use them in mixing boards before. Yeah. So I don't know if they go through if like they really love them and they go through some hoops mm-hmm. to make it work because I don't know many mixing boards that have a USB input like that. There could be. Is there not a cord that's like a an XLR? Well, it ends in an XLR, but then has a oh USB yeah like top potentially or whatever or what a micro USB. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know, but Maybe. either way. Uh, today, right before we recorded the podcast, we ordered a mixing board and some microphones and a camera. It's gonna be good. And you'll notice that this podcast is not in video. That's because we, we, we learned my camera can only record like 26 minutes at a time. So, <laughs> so that, uh, that, that, that didn't work as well as with that one. Yeah, but we'll have video soon. Uh, actually, next week, and a new microphone setup, and a new dog. <laughs> Georgia doesn't care. It's hot. It's the summer now. Georgia, your belly is so full of poop. I can just feel it. That is what? That's hot. Um, ah. it's summer now, so it's it's actually pretty okay in here. Yeah, it's not bad. I think, um, but it's not. I mean, it's it's spring. I mean, it's warming up, certainly. It's definitely the warmest spring ever. Well, it's like 85 degrees outside, so I'm going to call that summer. I'm going to call it summer. Summer's already started. We don't have spring anymore, Ryan. Um, welcome to 2016. There are two seasons, winter and summer, and they are both very extreme. But uh, So winter is coming. Yeah, so this is our... Oh, okay. Um, this is going to be our last episode with this... Itty bitty mic. With this equipment set up. Next time we'll have our own microphones and. You'll be able to hear us and we can actually do things. That'll we'll probably have like. The first podcast will be lost to recording difficulties and we'll have to re record it and it'll be really short. <laughs> probably. Sounds about like us. 
Yeah. But anyway, let's get into into this week's important news, which I can't think of anything right now that I thought I was thinking of something earlier today that I wanted to talk about. Besides. Like a like a pre roll. Oh yeah. Because we've actually started hitting on like one or two tiny things. The Old Gods gets released next Tuesday. That's some news. That's a thing. Yeah, that's exciting. It is exciting. Have they released all the cards yet? Actually, I haven't looked. I don't mm, think so. I think they're probably getting close to releasing all the cards. They've released a lot, but I don't think they've released everything. But, um, but I don't know. You know, we might hold the podcast back a day so that we get more time with it. Oh, for next with week? The old Gods? Yeah. Or do we even care? I we'll mean, see. I care. We'll find out. We'll find out. That's a we'll good question. We'll see what happens. Um, but who won last time? I was just looking at that. I think Taylor won. Because it was Dark Souls, The Division, and Destiny. So I, I imagine Division won. I'm pretty sure Taylor yeah, won. Yeah, I bet. I believe I did. Which means we could start off with the funnest topic. The best topic. What's the, oh, yeah. This is the best topic. Potentially the most divisive topic. So. It's not divisive at all. So. Recently, there have been rumors that Sony is working on a new console, and said console is not meant to be like the PS5, it is meant to be the PS, as people have been calling it, 4K. PS4.5. Or PS4.5 or PS4K. Anyway, Giant Bomb apparently got the scoop on it and released details about the codenamed Neo console. And I, should I go into the details? I'm which is a play on Morpheus. Yeah, but yeah, which yeah, is pretty. Sure. I thought that was pretty funny. So the TLDR in terms of specifications are that it's got a little bit faster memory, got a little bit faster hard drive, got a faster CPU. It's, the 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 report says it uses the same hard drive as the PlayStation Four. Oh, I thought it was a different speed. It is. I think it's a different speed hard drive. I argue. I think it's the same hard drive. I just think it's a different RPM. Well, that's a different hard drive. I mean, arguably. If so, it's unimportant. It's if so, I mean, saw it says it's like 2.2 times better, potentially, like just like specs. If the hard drive is the same, then any it, what, most of the internals are upgraded. It's meant to run faster, be faster, be better. However, there's a lot of lingo that goes along with this this little you know nugget of information about this new console and this kind of stuff. And I'm going to see if I can't get to that. Uh, da, 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 da. They ha- people have until like October to release. Wait, you want the beer? What is going on here? They they came out and said stuff like they they gave the developers mandates of you can't make anything neo exclusive. So that is definitely leading to the fact that they're trying to say like these two consoles are supposed to exist hand-in-hand hand with each other. Yes. Of, there's the 4 and the 4.5, and it's the same system. And all well, that stuff. Well, it's the same software mainframe, but, like, different hardware specs, obviously. Yes. So, but the interesting bits about what Ryan's touching on there is the fact that they're basically saying, you cannot give the Neo anything that the PS4, the actual PS4, current PS4, can't have. Mm-hmm. In the sense of features or things to use or parts of a game and stuff like that. Obviously, the visual fidelity will be better, one would hope at the very least. 
on this new console and in these new games and all this kind of stuff. So the PS4.5, the PS4K is going to have that over the previous console, but they're not allowed to do anything else. Right. Nor, so no like exclusive PlayStation VR. Yeah, on any the PS4. anything 5. anything like that. No exclusive games, no exclusive content, nothing exclusive besides the visual fidelity. Uh-huh. That being said, they're also saying that they're not willing to compromise on frame rate. They're basically saying if you make a game if you make a game Yeah, holy crap. If you make a game that is meant for the PS4.5, it's still supposed to be fine on the PS4, right? So yeah, frame rate-wise. Yes, frame rate. I mean, now, here's where I have... Thomas linked us a video to the Kind of Funny podcast where Colin goes off and he kind of like is like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I don't understand any of this. Why are they doing this? And while I don't necessarily agree with all of his points, there are a few things that I do agree with that are very confusing to me. Yes. One of which is the fact that well, what I'm really struggling with, and that's where I really want to take this topic, is like that. It's this is no different, really, than if they had just released a new console. This is just like a new console, right? Yeah, it's coming out sooner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an incremental upgrade. Yeah, it's nothing huge, because when you look at it on paper, like uh, whatever the other guy's name is, I forget what his name is, but like if you look at it on Brad? paper, all it's all it gives you is it's just visual fidelity. It's a 4K output, a little bit faster. That's pretty much it in terms of what the new console affords you. So, on the one hand, it's like you're getting a new console. On the other hand, it's just an incremental improvement. So, when you look at the feature parity between these two devices, you should be viewing this as a new platform. You should be viewing this as like, okay, this is my current PS4. Here's the new PS4, right? Essentially. Like, it's a little bit better, a little bit faster, but it's not that big of a difference. Mm -hmm. But so, in that sense, you have to think about things like, well, of course things are going to be better on that. It's got better hardware. Of course this is going to run easier. It's going to be doing, you know, it's going to have more power. So, when I say that what doesn't make sense to me is that it sounds like we're going to have the same problem with some of the brand new games that have come out on the current gen that have supported the last gen consoles, where people designed for the Xbox One and the PS4. The Xbox 360 and the PS3 versions of these games looked awful. And not just in the sense of, like, frame rate was dipping or something like that, or fidelity and textures and stuff like that. There were literal pieces of the game that were fairly different, not in the sense of gameplay, but things like there were no fires in the section, explosions were way tamed down, you had half the textures, there were just cars thrown throughout things to make sure they make it look like there was, you know, like, what I'm concerned about is that it seems like they don't want, one of two things is going to happen, either A, people are going to target the PS4.5, and they're going to say, hey, we're going to push this as hard as we can get it and make it as beautiful as we fracking can. But you're not allowed to bend on the original PS4. Like, you have to, as Sony said, support the original market that we've already got in place. So either A, PS4 is going to suffer a bit and Sony's going to bend on their rules and say that's okay. Or we're going to target the PS4 and things are just going to run a little smoother on the PS4.5. Which then brings up the question for me, why do I want to buy it? If I A, there's not a whole lot of 4K content. Or B, I don't even have the VR headset yet. You know what I mean? Like, well, I've still got to buy the headset. I've still got to buy... The PS 4.5K Neo has nothing to do with PlayStation VR. Well, Absolutely well, zero to do with the PlayStation the, VR. In, in the, I don't know how you can say that. Really. Realistically. I really it don't is, know... It has something to do with the PlayStation VR and that you can plug a PlayStation VR into it and play on it. Yes. I, okay, in terms of what they're saying officially and what it's being released for, it's got nothing... They're not saying this is targeted to VR. They're not saying this is released for VR, at least in what we know so far. The I, giant bomb link 
says like the the information that Giant Bomb put out literally has no information about VR. Right. There's literally nothing mentioned. Right. It's and they explicit. even make a comment saying from what their sources or whatever that like Sony put out all this information to these gaming people, companies, and developers or whatever I'm sure right. yeah. that Giant Bomb was talking to. And like what they they what they came back with was Sony gave us all this information and literally excluded completely the VR headset from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think, which is probably on purpose, because like what I'm getting at in terms of like, that's gotta be essentially why it's there, right? Not necessarily because PS4 is not gonna run the VR fine. It's going to do fine. It will be perfect. Like, it's going to be, it's not a good word to use, but adequate mm-hmm. to run on that hardware. And I like what Greg said is that it's, it's a luxury item. You know, it's something that you don't need, you could get, and it's great to have, but you don't need it. I'm just concerned, which is where I go to saying Collins does have some good points in the sense that I'm concerned, however, that they really are kind of cannibalizing their market in the sense of all these people just bought this PS4, and how are they going to market this thing in a way that makes sense to them as a company? Like, why would I be trying to announce a new console if I didn't want it to sell? Mm-hmm. Or if I didn't want it to be making waves? Or if I didn't want it to be there for a reason? There is no reason currently for this PS4.5 to exist other than to allow people to buy this upgraded hardware, so why is it there? If it's not meant for VR, if they're not going to say anything for that, in the sense of, like, you can get the 4K games for this, and they'll, like, run at 4K, versus, you know, not getting a 4K game and it just running fine, it's just not, it's not a 4K. You know, like, that, mm-hmm. that's just a visual fidelity difference, that's not, like, an exclusive content thing. So that's where, that's where I'm at, we may discuss now. What you got? What you thinking? So I can tell you why you would buy a PlayStation 4.5 over a PlayStation 4. And it's in the fun little name that people give it is because it outputs in fucking 4K. Uh I will um, be the first person of... I have watched so many games, journalists, whatever, bloggers talk about this and... I don't know if Ryan and I are the only two people that play video games today that own 4K TVs, but I, want 4K. I will buy a PlayStation 4K so that my games don't look blurry on my fucking TV. <laughs> my games look better on my computer monitor because it's 1080p, because my PlayStation 4 doesn't output in 4K, and so my TV has to do its TV post-processing to up it to 4K, which is fine. I never had any problem with it. Until they said, hey, you'll be able to do this. That is what the selling point of the PlayStation 4K is. Mm-hmm. That is what the PlayStation 4K is made for. The There is plenty of 4K... There will be plenty of 4K content out there. 4K Blu-rays are coming out this year. The PlayStation 4K will come out to play those Blu-rays. It will play Netflix in 4K, Amazon in 4K. Which would make sense. It will play games in 4K. The whole point of this system is to say, Up hey, to 4K all you people who are now buying 4K TVs, we have a console that is made for you. Mm-hmm. If you want a game at 1080p, get the original PlayStation 4. Guess what? It's $275. Awesome. You want to get the PlayStation 4K? It's $400. The same price as the old one. If you want to buy the new one, that's great. But if you don't, all of your games will still run. They'll still run great. They'll be at 1080p. It's awesome. But, if you're a stickler for 60 FPS, get the PS4K. If you have a 4K television, get the PS4K. Mm. So here's 
I, I honestly, this is why I'm in such a weird position and why I'm trying to figure out what I really feel about this. Because I agree with everything you just said in the sense that that's why this console exists. And I'm sure, which I, I just find it weird that all the conversations that I've read about this haven't even mentioned the fact that Microsoft has been teasing the same thing. And I'm sure that's what they're targeting. Well, or they're later like other, as close to 4K as possible. The, the one thing that I'll say about that is, other than the one time Phil Spencer said offhand, this would kind of be a cool idea as we could do like this be in this modular environment. Mm-hmm. Since then, Microsoft has completely backtracked and has like completely quit saying anything about that. So I don't think we can say Microsoft is on the same plan of doing this anymore. No, because just... other than one offhanded comment of somebody saying, "Wouldn't this be somewhat cool?" Like mm-hmm. there. Phil There's Spencer. been nothing else to lead you. Well, I'm not, like, Phil Spencer said tons of stuff that says, yeah. wouldn't it be really cool if we could do this? Yeah. Like, wouldn't it be right. really cool if we could make a new Phantom Dust game? See, he <laughs> tested the waters, and the waters said no, and then so disgruntled developers or people... One thing that, like, I think really speaks to how developers feel about this is all these leaks. Because you don't, like, if you're a developer, you usually leak shit that you're not happy about. Mm-hmm. So that's, but like, and Microsoft has seen all this fucking tidal wave of hate that's going towards Sony, and they're like, mm-hmm. nope, Netflix, yep. hey, Phil, uh, re- whatever Netflix's guy's name, sorry, we're not doing that 4K thing we promised anymore. Did you see what happened to Sony? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do it next year. So that's, yeah, okay. So before, before we go okay, a little bit going, farther, I want to just say this. Keep going, keep going. That I agree with Thomas that... The, the, the reason that they're doing this is for 4K televisions and stuff. But one thing that I would point out is that the 4K television market that is out there is extremely small. And so one article that I was reading, which I hadn't really thought about and put together, is Sony is doing this to well, try Sony. to then help their Sony TV market. That's why I was saying it would make um, sense that they're going to 4K. The, you know... A month after the 4K Neo gets launched, we're going to see a bundle for a 50-inch Sony 4K TV Ooh, with a <laughs> with a PS 4.5 Neo mm-hmm. for $1,200. Right. Or, or something. something like that. Yeah. It, about this is Sony saying, we're going to take the one good thing we have and pair it with the shitty thing that we just spun off because we can't make any money off of it, and we're going to pair them together, and then maybe we'll make some more money because our company is in the shithole except for our PlayStation 4. Right, which is why which is why the argument of, like, why put it out? Well, it makes perfect sense to put it out there. They want to make more money. Mm-hmm. It's just the problem for... The problem for me is just the fact that, like... In that podcast, they were reading tweets about the fact that, like, people bought it, bought a PS4, like, a week ago. And now, I bought a PlayStation 4 three months ago. Exactly. Do and, you feel cheated? Yes. See, <laughs> I mean, see, but that's... I mean, and I have a 4K TV! <laughs> but that's the gut reaction, right? Like, no one, no one wants to feel like they wasted their money. But it's that's why the thing I mentioned in the, in, the, in the chat was like, this is really just a problem of planned obsolescence, which is a problem with the entire tech industry, right? In the sense that your phone is out of date the second you buy it, the new one's coming out at the end of the year. Okay, well... Your laptop's out of date the second you buy it. A year from now, there's going to be The phone argument is stupid because exactly like Colin and uh, Greg said that for 20 years since brick phones, before smartphones, we have been in the idea of you have to upgrade your phone every year, every other year. But, like, 
Consoles have never been that. Computers, what? cell phones, all that shit has always been like that. Mm-hmm. And whether that is, that goes to the conversation yeah. that Thomas had of saying, well, I think gamers are just, are like, aren't that stupid. And I said, I think you highly are overestimating how smart gamers are. Gamers are very, very narrow-minded people. There you go. <laughs> That's the right way to put it. Okay, so, like, I love that you brought up their, man, I didn't want to hold, do a whole podcast where I complain about Colin. Why? Is it just because he's firing brimstone the whole time? Like, what? Well, I mean, I, I don't want to put, I don't want to put something out publicly where okay, I complain well, about Well, one thing forever, is that it's not, you're not singling out Colin. It's his argument. It's his it's argument. It's Colin is, is, being representing the voice of what thousands of gamers are actually feeling. There are people like, that are. It's pissed. not one person. It's not these like high and mighty people up on these high pillars. They are the voices of like this large group of community that does feel slighted in this move right now. Now, is that to to all of this? Do I think that's necessarily founded? No, I think it makes sense, right? This, like I'm saying, this is no different than if a new console came out. Mm. The one you have that you bought a year ago is going to get a price drop. The one that's coming out this, is going to be at the same I, price you bought this one for. All that kind of stuff. I don't think this is anything like but a it's, brand new console. But it's exactly out. like it. it they is, have. To, see, how is it exactly like that? How else can? That's what I'm saying in terms of like, how can you create a product? I'll, I'll give Ryan's argument that you're creating a product to help the rest of your division and help out your tech. But you can't create a product to give it a product line, give it money, give it support, have people produce this thing and then say, eh. This, it's okay. okay. They don't, you, you don't have, have to, to say, eh. Yeah, you but you have to market. You, but, I'm not saying they're going to discontinue the thing. They have to drop the price on the original PS4. They have to market this thing at the same value you could have bought the other one at because they want people to buy the 4K PS4. They can't not want someone to, not to have the older one. They want them to have the best thing they can so that they can say, look how great our brand is. It's the exact same thing if you look at Xbox 360 versus Xbox One or PS3 mm-hmm. versus PS4. This is not Xbox it's a condensed Xbox timeline. One. It's a condensed this is timeline, not a condensed but it's the timeline. same thing. Yeah, why this is, is okay, having why is it multiple SKUs in hardware. But, but they only just the discontinued the Xbox 360. I could have bought an Xbox 360. The last problem week. is is that with your argument, Thomas, is there's never been a time where there's been two SKUs. That's well, Okay, I don't think that's a problem. It's not. I'm not saying that's, that's not a the business problem. problem. That is a perception problem. Well, I'm not saying I am not saying that Sony doesn't have their shit cut out to sell this to gamers. But do you get pissed that there is a Honda Accord LX EX EXL SE and Touring Edition? No. You this is like no because the all those Accord LX all those the, models are launched up front and I decide which one I want. It this is this would be the same conversation as if I just bought a Model S two months before the Model Three hit pre-orders. That's a totally different conversation. That's the, the same. Con- conversation. This would be the conversation of if you bought a Model S a month ago before they just refreshed the Model S. Yes. Well, I mean, I'm just... That would be if you bought a full-price Model S and then they came out with the Model S 2.0 like three weeks later and they hadn't said anything about it. But it was at the same price and now yours was reduced The one argument that I really did like with Colin, and I think this is kind of what Taylor is wanting to go to, is 
Colin said, Sony, and I agreed with this, is if Sony came out at E3 and said, this is what we're doing, and then it's launching in the fall of 2017, and it's the PlayStation 5. It's no sad. This is sad. And I. this is where I agree with you. It's perception. It's sad that if they just did that, they delayed it by eight months, pushed it into 2017, and called it the PlayStation 5, people wouldn't complain. No one would care. People would be excited. They'd be like, oh my god, the new, 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 new Sony console's coming and that's out. What They're I really fucking in Microsoft right going, now. L- alluding to where we we're going with the Microsoft comments, is I think that's what Microsoft is going to end up doing. I think later this year, early next year, we're going to hold a, Microsoft is going to hold a press conference that says, we're going to release the Xbox 2 in the winter of 2000. I swear to God, it's the Xbox 2. I swear to God, I don't care. Whatever it's called. Xbox Infinity, whatever it is. Whatever. I'd I'd, I'd like that better. And it's twice as good as a PlayStation, or it's three times as good as a PlayStation 4. It smells like raspberries. It's greater than the PlayStation 4. Shoots lightning bolts. We're calling it the Xbox Thunderbolt. I don't care. Ooh, that's dope. And it's coming out in the fall of 2018. I think that's how Microsoft comes back into this party. If if the 4.5 goes as poorly as people are thinking it's going to go. That 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 is to be said. Otherwise, it's mm-hmm. just going to be they're both going to release a console just like we're saying they are now, mm-hmm. in a sense. But th- I'm agreeing with you that it's a perception problem. But it's the, it's the fact that there's... I don't see a positive way to spin this at the moment. You can spin it that it's a luxury item and that everything's fine, but then I feel like you... I, I feel like they need to increase the price. It can't be sold at three ninety nine. Otherwise, you're just killing everyone that's got a PS4. If I if I wanted the the part of his argument that really got me sitting here at like I don't know how I feel about this is when he said if I were to take my PS4 right now after this news is hit and try to sell it on eBay, I would not be able to get half as much money as I could yesterday. You wouldn't be able to get a hundred bucks for it. And the problem is because now people because it's it's the same price, right? If I wanted to sell that for that right price, I would be selling the PS4K for the same price, as close to 400 as I can get. But now people are just going to wait for the new console. They're not going to buy the ones that are there now, so you're going to have to sell them cheaper. And it's not, this isn't a question of, like, I feel like I've made a bad investment or something like that. It's just the fact that by losing these 40 million or so consoles, people that just bought these things, people that have bought these things for six months, that now have to spend another $400 on a console if they want to stay on that bleeding edge... Now they've got, you know, now they've got all these people that are like, do I, do I not? Do I try and sell this thing for half as much as it was two days ago, all that kind of stuff? Do I buy this anyway? Like, if it's for the new people, then they're going to have to market it for the new people. So why why do you say that all these 40 million consoles are just shit now? They're not, but no one wants to buy it. If they can, if I had, if I've been saving up $400 for the last eight months to buy a PlayStation, and then just yesterday someone said, hey... Wait six more. There's going to be a better one for 4K for the exact same price you were saving it up for. I will not buy your console. I will wait for the new one. Uh, that's a problem? Not for them, for the people that already bought it. They now either have to sell the console that they might have just paid $400 for, for much less, or just keep it and then spend another $400. This is a more of a problem for the people that actually have like need to pinch those pennies, need to work to get that money, need to get up to that, that level and buy that console. 
I'm not saying the console's a bad idea. I think it's a good idea. I agree. I think that the TV argument in terms of like them probably trying to support the rest of their technology division and all well, that kind so of stuff makes sense. So I think the sense. TV argument isn't just Sony trying to support their 4K well, TVs. Well, I mean, no, there's in 2015, more 4K TVs were sold than any other TV. Well, I, I, Every year from now on, people are going to be buying 4K <laughs> TVs. And Sony wants to be the first gaming company, I'm using figure quotes, that actually supports 4K TVs. I, I get that they're trying to beat people to the race here, but I agree. It's a perception problem in the sense that no one's going to understand why they're doing it. They're going to have to be so careful when they describe this thing to people to make sure that they aren't getting as pissed as everyone's getting because all anyone reads is a headline saying, oh, there's a brand new PlayStation. I just wasted all this money. Yeah, so here's might be why I have no problem with this whatsoever. Okay. And it's not because I am a Sony fanboy. Because I will... I know. I will call Sony out if they're doing stupid shit. Yeah. And, like, this is a really hard sell for yeah. gamers because people are dumb. I have spent a, the majority of my life of having uh, my own money as a PC gaming master race person. And for, like, probably the first five years, I had so much stress over when to buy parts because every single day you buy a part and then the next day there's a new one that costs the exact same price and is five times better and it's like well i just bought the old one and now the new one's better i'm not that's not planned obsolescence planned obsolescence is apple releasing ios updates that makes iphone 5s shit it's different when there's a brand new cp when they're the people that choose those cpus but it's not like they couldn't have just waited two years and released the new one or something like that they could increase just like they just stopped the TikTok cycle at Intel because they can't produce that marginal of an effort or an increase in their CPUs anymore. Mm-hmm. It's I agree with you. It's not a question of obsolescence for those pieces because obviously it's not planned. It's what they're able to do at the time. But it's still, but it's still the same. That's why I'm saying it's the same thing as asking thinking of this as a new console because it's like, okay, if they're going to do this every two years now, do I wait another year and a half and then buy a console because the new one's a little cheaper and they're going to be releasing another one? Are they going to make this a regular cycle? Is this going to, or are they going to like this is just once, and then a couple, you know, couple more years down the road, or like five more years? Who knows? Then we'll release the PS5 because at least we have 4K already, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Does that make sense? Right. Well, I would. I don't think they're ever going to do it again if it blows the way well, right. it looks yeah. like it's going to blow. Right. But this is all assuming. In in my perfect world, every three years you would get a new PlayStation. You would, just like we have now and we've talked about, like, once or twice on the podcast already with the Xbox, when Phil Spencer said his thing about it. Yeah. You have your PlayStation 4 now. It plays all your games. It's awesome. Then, PlayStation 4 Neo comes out. It plays all of your games better. Same games. Every game runs on the same consoles, just like we were, like, just like our picture-perfect scenario or my picture-perfect scenario from a month ago, two months ago. Both consoles run the same exact hardware. Or not the same exact hardware. They run the same exact games. If you have the the S model, they run better. And then, three years later, you get a PlayStation 5, which is a totally new thing. And then you have your console generation split. Yeah. So, like, my, my biggest frustration with calling this planned obsolescence is this is, like, planned... Explicitly planned not obsolescence by Sony saying you cannot make shit that doesn't run on the PS4. The one thing though is 
it's a bold assumption to just assume that companies can make a game and then they can just have like develop like a switch where it's like mm-hmm. well the game runs like this but you just press this button go into neo mode and if you have a neo neo mode gets enabled uh-huh. see that's the i think well, yes, selling consoles is going to be an issue, and like getting the Neo out into the world the and too, is is but is is going to be hard enough. But then, where the real problem and where the real what where the, the, the where this will be decided, this battleground will be decided, is it's like you to. were saying. It seems like the developers aren't a hundred percent on board with this right now, because mm-hmm. and. They talked about it in the podcast of developers are used to making two SKUs and for the most part developing one game and then just porting it to the other. If you develop it on Microsoft, you port it to Sony. If you develop it on Sony, you port it to Microsoft. Blah, blah, blah. Likewise, Mm -hmm. you're just doing that. And companies are used to that. Now you have to do, well, we have to develop this and we have to develop the Sony mode the base Sony mode, and then the Microsoft mode, but then we have to have this Sony Plus mode. Like, mm-hmm. how does that work? Do they like our companies going to start at the top and then dumb their way down? Which is kind of what T- Taylor was alluding to of games that right now are multi multi platform and cross platform of like Titanfall, where the Titanfall the game was developed by main remedy mm-hmm. and then the pre-christian <clears throat> versions were actually done by like an outside team right are studios going to do that are they going to say well we'll make the game For and the then 4. we'll 5. send you the files and then you're just going to have to down everything and make it work on the 360 or the xbox mm-hmm. one and the playstation 4 right um i mean that's going to be the problem and so that kind of goes to where colin was saying of Yes, while Sony says everything has to look good and work for the PlayStation 4, but you can't just say, like, how can you sell the PlayStation 4.neo 5 and say, this is how much better this is without completely destroying your base console and saying, well, it's, look at it, look at these differences. You put them side it's by not side, saying, it will be obvious. It's not saying, this is us, this is Xbox One. It's now saying, this is us, and this is our other thing. Look how shitty our other thing is. Buy our new thing. Mm-hmm. That, that's the so big... That's where okay. they're really going to be slapping the the the, the fan base or the people. Because this is where, kind of, I said of... PlayStation, traditional, or what you think, the main hardcore fan base are the people that have PlayStation 4s right now. The most hardcore fan. Are the people that bought day one, year one, whatever, so on. Mm-hmm. About not that I mean, there's a lot of PlayStation fours in the world, right? Sure. But there's not as many as like PlayStation threes and stuff, where the casual gamers eventually got PlayStation threes yeah. uh-huh. because they were tired of playing on their GameCubes and Wii's or blah blah Xbox three sixties and blah blah, blah mm-hmm. whatever. And so they, the hardcore fans, feel. Like, they have a sense of ownership of their console. Yeah. And, like, they... This is their thing. They've owned the PlayStation 4. They made the PlayStation 4 in first place. Like, they've helped build, like, 
completely demolish Microsoft. Right now, all the Sony fanboys think, like, we won the battle or whatever. Game and over. now there's, they see their own company fighting, essentially. Fighting against them, and they're like, we've been betrayed! And it's a perception problem. And I agree with you that in a perfect world, we would all agree that no one has to buy this thing, and who cares? But, People want to know why they have to buy this thing. <laughs> people, okay, well, like, it, uh, let me I tackle all of these issues. Oh, man. So, one, putting, let's, 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 let's look a little bit. The, the, okay, so I'm not a developer. Taylor is the closest thing we have to a developer. <laughs> I mean, he is a literal program developer, but he doesn't make games. Um, nobody I've seen, I've, What's interesting to me is I want to know if the developers that are saying this is terrible have seen what it is or how it works. Because I would not be surprised knowing how tool sets work and how like everything else in computers works and how like PC games have worked for the last 30 years. It's very easy to program a switch into a game that says, oh, you're on this other hardware, you turn these... Like, on PC games, I can literally open up any PC game and hit a literal button that says, make it look better. And I'm not saying that that's, like, the easiest thing in the world, but I wouldn't be surprised if 80% of games for PS4K are made... For the PlayStation 4, mm. and Sony gives you basically a, a toolkit that you push your game through that upreses whatever, you know, it says like, okay, we'll take your assets, because they make, you. I have to imagine, they're making assets that are at a higher resolution than 1080p. You're making high-reser assets and you're downsampling them to 1080p. It says, okay, well, we take the game and it puts us through this porting engine, just like you port from PS4 to Xbox One. Say, okay, now you've got your Neo stuff turned on. And they make Neo... PlayStation 4 does 30 FPS. Neo hits 60. That's it. We've talked about this for a long time. So I'm going to close with two things. I'm closing. You can talk. Alright, one... Well, I'm going to close two things. I'm going to close my bit with two things. One, I think actually The Division is a very good example of what you're talking about in the sense that it's a PlayStation 4 game that has a lot of settings that I wouldn't imagine are very common, nor were really asked for, but are things like, to say, the chromatic aberration, you know, doing some other graphics tweaking to help your console run it faster or run it better and all those kinds of things, right? So beyond all of that, I think what you're really getting at is that at some point, if this comes to pass, and if this is exactly as we anticipate it to be, there will probably just be settings on these games that'll be like, okay, turn this down, because this was designed for the PS4.5, if you want to get a higher frame rate, because you just need to lower the fidelity because it's set at max initially for the 4K console. So just, you know, deal with it yourself, whatever you, whatever makes you happy, here's your settings, go for it, right? That's what I imagine is probably going to happen in terms of settings. Because if people are going to support the 4.5, I would imagine they will target the 4.5. Because I, th- I would imagine it's much easier to have a 4K resolution... And then kind of down, piece me yeah, it. It's easier to downsample it. Exactly. So, so that's, and that's where I was getting at in terms of like, I'm just not sure what's going to happen if like this one's going to be good and this one's going to suck or if this one's going to be great and then why would you buy it? I don't know. Point is, I'm sure that'll be what happens and I'm sure it's actually going to be exciting and I'm sure if they can spin it right, whoever's going to buy this thing is actually going to be quite stoked for people. You know, the 4K TVs are going to work. They're going to be able to play the 4K content. It's going to look great. It'll be exciting. Beyond all of that, 
Will you buy one? That's your end. Um, Ryan. That is my end. So I want to hear Ryan's answer first because I'm going to go off. <coughs> That's fine. Not day one. Um, Maybe. Well, actually. I'll have to see how the, what the trade in market looks like potentially. Um, if there's any, like, significant deals that any of the. GameStops, GameStop, the world. Best Buys, whatever. They don't do that anymore. They make any... games now. Well, <laughs> that's a different story. Yeah. But uh, I mean, if there's any kind of promotion that can somewhat offset the um, cost, the cost in a somewhat significant way, I might consider it. Um, if there's not, and it's me shelling out four hundred dollars. To five hundred dollars for another console, I don't think I can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the things that makes it really easy, or this is all me talking out of my ass, hmm? but everybody in this, everybody is talking out their ass about the PS4. Yeah, game. no one knows anything. This is, is all. It runs the same, ex- almost the same exact hardware. As the PlayStation 4. It's just more of... like more, It's more, more oomph, units. More oomph. More oomph. It's a more oomph PS4. Yeah. So it is not the this, PS4. like... It is not this disaster the scenario PS4. that people are treating it like... I have to develop for three consoles now? It's, it's like not, it's You develop for two consoles and you have one that you just say, Alright, instead of... Oh, look, when we play it on the PS4K model, it hits 60 FPS. So we'll just... Say, this one runs at 60, this one runs at 30. Yeah. Problem solved. Sony first-party studios will be forced to make their games look amazing on 4K. But I don't think most studios will do much with it other than say, all right, your games can be played in 4K now. Yeah. Do as you please. Yeah. But I think the, the way that Sony has to sell this, or how the only way that I can think of that they might maybe be able to convince people that this isn't the worst thing mm-hmm. in the whole mm-hmm. world is it's, I, I, I actually wonder who has to announce this Shuhei. is it, is Shuhei going to announce the PS4K I, I feel like it has to be or is it going to be Sean Layden with like I mean Sean Layden's pretty good you know what I'd be surprised if it's Mark Cerny they bring Mark Cerny back out because if you just just to throw him to the wall well, for the PS4, he came out and he was like, "I have spent the last eight years developing this amazing console." Yeah, you know, the, the, Mark Cerny comes out and says, "Okay, here's how here's, it works. We've uh, we got this thing. We haven't been able to keep this under the wraps very well. So everybody has heard about some kind of magical new PlayStation Four, and we're making." A PlayStation 4K. This is not going to replace the PlayStation 4. Every PlayStation 4 that's out now will be fully compatible with people that are playing in this system. Mm -hmm. PlayStation 4s will still play your games amazing on 1080p. But But. if you have a 4K television, this is the way to play. Okay. Yeah. You're going to get one? That's it. You're going to get one? You know, they have to, they have to go at this and specifically say, this is for 4K players. Because they can't, if they market it to, that's what I'm saying, like, if they market it to everyone, that's not right. gonna work. And it's not, it's, 
from everything that I've seen about it, it's not supposed to be for everyone. It's I mean, just, if yeah. everybody bought one, that would be great. But it just they confuses have to market me. This saying, it just confuses me because of that price point. Like, it seems like it's meant to be that thing that's like, this is for the people who need that oomph. Right. right. Well, that's why the PlayStation 4 gets another price drop to $300. Or whatever it's... Or so then it's, it's, it's a very... You know, it's $300 for the PlayStation 4... $400 for the PlayStation 4K. I mean, it's no different than when you're designing anything in terms of like, okay, you can get this as the base price, or you can get 4K for $100 more. Right. But it's I, just, I'm just saying, it's, it's just like weird. Saying, it's weird to me. It's like saying you pay an extra $2,000 to get a V6 instead of a turbocharged V4. Yeah, it's just it's just weird to me because, as we've been saying, this hasn't happened before, and as Ryan was saying, like, this is not how consoles have ever been. So this, it's, I, it's interesting to me, and it's stupid to me, that something this simple and this beneficial, in my opinion, is essentially being given the same treatment as Microsoft was when they first announced the Xbox One. Like, immediately, everyone hated it, no one understood how it works, no one liked it, it was confusing, everyone was like, just get rid of it, no one cares. Mm-hmm. Now, people are like, we understand what this looks like, we understand how it might work, but it still sounds stupid, what's the deal, I hate it, let's not have it. What? Why not just let them do it, and then just not buy it, if you don't want it? Yeah, well, like, I I don't know if I've seen anybody, I, I haven't seen any person that's not me that has been positive on the PS4K. That's what I'm saying, like, what? why do we care? It makes me feel like I must be the only one that has a 4K TV and bought a PS4 at launch. Probably. Like, I, mean, I mean, probably I, the first I, part, probably, not the second. If a, if a PS4, if it came out and it was $500, I'd buy it day one. I, I, I bought my PS4 three years ago. My, I used to buy... I used to spend $3,000 a year on a new PC. Yeah. Like, $500 is like, fuck it, whatever. I <laughs> will probably not be getting Unless there is some kind of VR experience that I am super into, I will probably not be getting mm-hmm. Because so, I was going to play the same games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, so, I mean, the big thing is the 4K. Yeah, like now that's the Sony thing. has to. The only way that they can get out of this alive is one, say to people, if you have bought a PlayStation Four in the last six months or in 2016, this is the this is the olive branch that Sony has to give out and say, like, we they heard you, something. we heard all of you guys that are upset because you bought a PlayStation Four and you feel like you're being cheated because yeah. we've got this new, better version that just came out, which is similarly priced. Because isn't the PS4 $350 now? Cheaper than that. I think it's $300. Then why is everybody complaining that this is the same price as a PS3, PS4? My, anyway, my, my, they come out and say, originally. everybody who just bought a PS4, you can trade yours in. If you have a PlayStation 4 that you purchased and registered or whatever within the last eight months, we will... Trade in for $100, you get a new PS4K. Or something. Or something. I don't know. I think, I'm, I think truthfully, I just want to wait to see what's going to happen. E3 is almost here. I'm sure that's when it's either going to be announced or they'll address it or something. It ha- it'll be announced at E3. It, it, like it has if it's going to come out in October, it's got to be announced at E3. Alright, that's me. I'm done. Now that that took probably an hour. Oh my god. It's on sale on Amazon for $285. Okay, so people are getting fucking pissed that a PS4 that costs $400 is coming out when you bought yours for $300? How much did you pay for yours, Ryan? Uh, $300. $300! $400. 
I, you fucking people. I swear to God. That's why. All right. Welcome to the Microsoft Life. All that stuff. No, the Kinect sucked. Don't, don't talk to this to me. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't start this again. Let's okay, start. so I'm going to talk about The Division. Let's um, move on. So, Let's move on to more negativity. So this great game called The Division that we were so hyped on, um, slowly, we stopped playing. It's slowly pooping itself to death. the game is practically... Um, like, there's no reason to play it right now. Like, Massive's literally just, like, broken the game themselves. So, unlike Destiny, which started out in a rough spot and slowly got better, The Division was in a... Super good place. Okay spot, if not a good spot, and... Has quite rapidly... It has rapidly descended into hell. Um, so... I played it the other Last day. Tuesday... They released the incursion, which was supposed to be um, their endgame. raid endgame like activity, um, <coughs> right. which was going to drop new gear set gear, which is the worst name ever for any type of gear I've ever heard. <laughs> now that you think, you know what? It. Let's call gear gear. And it's going to be the best gear. And it's going to be called gear. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, so tell me, how how awesome was this raid? I don't know. I've never played it. Why? Why haven't you played it? Oh, I was like leading... I was trying to lead you into telling me oh. what's so terrible about it. Well, the raid's completely broken right now. Oh, in that, oh it's broken? I didn't know about that. Well, it's extremely difficult. For you to regular, like, to play through and beat. It is extremely difficult. I mean, I would say so. I've heard a lot of people say it's not that difficult. Really? I've heard a few people say... Well, okay. One, there's a few strategies that people use that I would say abuse the AI. So, it's not exactly an exploit, but they're definitely trying to get ahead in that sense. So, that that is to be taken Mm -hmm. with a grain of salt. But I have seen people say that it is fairly handily beat so long as you are as, you are as geared as most people ended up being due to things like Bullet King and due to things like the other Well, for that. those of us that didn't do exactly. that. Exactly. For those, those of us I that just didn't wanna, sit up for eight hours for I just Bullet want, King. I just want Taylor. to preface those things. <laughs> and what's crazy about that is that my gear score is no higher than So... So the problem is, okay, the raid is somewhat difficult. So, So, rather than actually beating the raid, people realized, hey, there's that glitch where you can glitch through the walls that you, you, that we used to do during, uh, the missions. You can do that, and then you can glitch yourself out of the game so nobody can shoot you, and you can blow up the Humvee, and then once you blow up the Humvee, if you all then disconnect your console and then log back in, you're guaranteed to get the highest drop level dropped item. Mm-hmm. And Sounds you just great. keep farming that over and over, and supposedly the best groups that were able to farm that were able to do it every ten minutes. Uh-huh. And so now... The end game of the Division is clearly supposed to be the Incursion and the Dark Zone. Uh-huh. And by having the the incursion be 
broken in this sense where these cheaters can get the highest gear that is then factored into the actual Dark Zone, they have now completely allowed the Dark Zone to be destroyed. So while the, the Dark Zone... While, well, the incursion, in the have no while the incursion yeah. might not be broken, and that uh-huh. you can act, you can beat it and get your gear, but you can only get the gear once a week, and like get the highest level gear once a week, and it's supposed to be this long build-up to get to the max. Mm-hmm. You have these players who cheated, have got to the max, and then now have just become permanent griefers in the Dark Zone because they have nothing else to do. Uh-huh. And now there's no punishment for going rogue in the dark zone. So all they're doing is going up and two-shotting people, and they don't have a chance. So nice. for us, people like us who tried to legitimately play the game, except for Taylor and his Bull King hacks. <laughs> was not a hack. He, uh, uh, there's no incentive to go into the dark zone. There's no incentive. There's... There's some incentive to do the incursion, I guess, if we want to solely get to there. Or at least just to do it. But it also sounds kind of boring. Yeah, the main thing that I was trying to get at on the incursion is is it's just just a wave defense. It's bad. And it's not even just a wave defense. It's literally, hey, check out this building. Maybe you should go inside. Get inside door locks. Beat 15 waves and an APC. Like, that's not... That's not very... That's not four gigs of content. That's what was so... Con- I remember that. Now, yeah, you're like, man, this sounds like a four gig update. That's huge. I was so they excited. Had, they had to develop that entire warehouse. Which was just one big room. What's, open warehouse. What's even stupider about this whole thing is that there's... that's In my opinion, that's not even the worst exploit that I've seen in the past two days. In my opinion. I literally... So... You know how people have been somehow, like, getting their guns to the point that even without that gear set, they were just one-shotting you and teleporting and all that kind of stuff? I know how the one-shotting... I have literally not looked or touched okay. the division or looked there at There are two exploits that I saw in the last two days. One of which is unimportant because it's related to farming credits. In the sense of, like... Well, the now they're going to give us 150 Phoenix credits if we just log on this weekend. I, I'm, I'm, I'm logging in. I'm speaking of the cash. I mean, I'm logging credits. in and then turning the game off. <laughs> but I'm logging in for the one day maybe they fix the division and make it worth my time to play again. I'm glad I didn't buy the season pass yet. You idiots already did, so I'm sorry for you. Yeah. Just means I'll be able to log in whenever. Anyway, yeah, point so is, we'll get the season pass content. And it'll that be... first exploit's unimportant. Okay. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Second okay. exploit, however, is there's a particular talent which, depending on what gun you have, increases your DPS by a certain percentage. I don't remember what it is, but it gives you a, like plus weapon damage essentially. Right. Okay. So what you do is you have two of that kind of weapon. I think it's a particular talent on the gun and a talent on your talent tree that like work off of each other. And I think the current, if I read it correctly, the current black market AK-47 works for this. What you do is you take that gun and you equip it. And then you grab another gun, the same kind of gun, and then you just rapidly equip between the two of them. And what Mm -hmm. happens is, if you do it quick enough, the calculation doesn't reset. So it just keeps adding on to your DPS. Oh, this so is awesome. <laughs> so there's literally, there's a screen, I read this on Kotaku, but there's a screenshot oh right now God. of a dude who's got 1.2 million DPS on one, two, one of his guns, and then like some other numbers down there about what he could equip and have the same thing. That sounds amazing. 
So I would do that. I would do that too. I'm going to be perfectly honest. Like how you once you know about it, that's not even. I feel like at that point. They're, they're saying they're dropping the band hammer on people that are cheating in this country. Yeah, so that's like, kind of where I wanted to go with this, is Massive has now come out and some we community manager posted on their forums and said, we're going to punish anybody who broke our terms of service and hacked our game. I feel like if you have to bring up the terms of service and saying, please don't hack our game, perhaps you should look at how it's happening and why it's happening in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like, I think his name's Hamish. Oh, yeah, it is. I think probably Hamish. Brody. Hamish Brody. <laughs> but I don't. What blows my mind? I don't know. It just blows my stinking mind that they were so quick to patch so many things in the first two weeks. They had such great rapport in terms of like, hey, we saw these bugs. Of course, there were a few that you know pervaded for a couple weeks, but those were a bit more tricky. But they they fixed a lot of things very quickly. And then it comes to things that are just straight up breaking the game, like not even. An option, to, like how, like he's saying, how are you going to be able to go into the DZ and assume that no one is doing that, and that you're not going to run into those people, and that you're not going to lose all of the gear that you just got and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. How can you do that? Which is why, I, like, that's why I haven't turned it on in a bit because I'm like, well, I could turn it on and do some stuff, but I just don't know where I'm going to go with it, kind of a thing. Like, how can you leave bugs like that untouched without immediate action? Well, maybe those bugs are. Really hard to squash. Maybe they are. They, I, 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 you know, I can so, further I mean, believe so that those things exist. This reminds me of. I don't know if you played this game. I don't think you played this game, Taylor. Uh, Diablo three at launch. At launch, no. So I was there for the Diablo three launch when everybody made it to end game and realized that there was no end game. Yeah. And like it went from like I played Diablo three. For like, I was single, so I had a group that I played with, and I got home from work, and I played Diablo three until two in the morning every fucking day. And on the weekend, we just played Diablo three all day long. Yeah. For like two months, and then we hit the end cap, and it's like there's nothing, there's no end game to play, and everybody just stops. You just go from playing all day every day to you just don't play at all for six. I don't know, it was like six months, and then Blizzard was like, okay, here's the deal. We're completely scrapping the way endgame works. We redid everything. Here's Luke like, 2.0. Here's a new, yeah, like, That's here's a new fucking game. And I don't know if, like, the only reason I can hope that Massive is being so, like, quiet, quiet about all this is, is that they're, they're going to pull a blizzard and say, okay, mm-hmm. sorry. My bad. Here's a completely new endgame. We fucked up the first time. Here you go. Well, and so I mean that. Well, that's what this. That takes time to, to do. That takes right, time. Right, that's what I'm saying. So like, the problem is, is in in the immediate future, and this is, I mean, where I wanted to go with this. Potentially, I mean, we can go wherever we want, but in the immediate future, they have to do something to address these the, the hackers, hackers, the hackers, the animal the hackers. I mean, that is the extreme option. The other options that they're floating around or people seem to be speculating is break up more brackets. To roll up to roll back players, take just take their gear away from them. Oh, that would Say, be cool. Any person who has because so the thing right now is they've I don't know if you saw this, they've completely stopped two forty level gear from dropping. Oh. Across the board. 
Whoa. Uh, so if you have a 240 gear full set, we know you're cheating. Well, yeah. So if you probably... have a full set, you've probably cheated. Uh-huh. There's people who might have some items <coughs> right, right. that didn't get it through cheating. So the thing, like, do they just take 240 across the board away and just say, we're eliminating 240 gear? We, because you can't figure out who's cheated and who's not cheated. Uh, well, I would, I would say like if, if, probably, if they can I mean, know do you that just like, say, if you have a full set, like if, if you, you have, have all full, 240 gear, yeah, that if they can say that like with 100% certainty that everybody that has 240 gear, all 240 gear at this, like this early, there's no way you could do that based on, you know, That's, I don't know stats. the answer to that question. I feel like of, if they could just find out how long it t- took them to beat the incursion. I mean, they would have <laughs> to do a lot of background data searching, I'm sure. Which they, and so that's the thing, is I guess how much does Massive want to look into this? And how much can they, is there a way for them to actually see who's cheating? But, I mean, in the comparisons to Destiny of... Destiny had small things like this. There was loot caves, multiple loot caves. There was the main loot cave, and there was multiple other loot caves after the fact. That the loot stairs? Yeah, yeah loot stairs, like the loot tunnel, everything like that. Yep. Pushing Atheon off of the ledge, pushing the Templar off the ledge, um, shit like that. But those, like the thing about Destiny is, well, yes, that was the way to get the best gear. The quickest was to do these small exploits. But then that gear doesn't necessarily, didn't translate to the PvP because everything is normalized in the PvP. Uh huh. So while you got this good gear, it in effect didn't benefit you in PvP content. For the most part. For the most part. For the most part. Yeah. Of, I mean, initially in, Vanilla, vanilla, yeah. Vanilla Destiny, there was, when there was no competitive PV, competitive, if you want to call it, competitive <laughs> PvP versus standard PvP. No one cared. There was no difference. All gear was normalized across every different game type of like, it didn't matter what you have. When they eventually introduced, uh, Trials of Osiris is when it officially mattered, but by then, they had completely fit, like, there was no raid hacking. They'd gotten rid of... Crota was out by then, and they had completely eliminated pulling the, the cord uh-huh. out of that shit and all of that uh-huh. stuff. So, I mean, is, is the Division... The Division's in this unique spot of... All the gear matters all the time, especially in PvP settings. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have to punish... These cheaters, and somehow. But what are they? But like, I think the you can't. It seems so cheap to. I mean, Destiny across of all these different glitches and things like that. I mean, which is this essentially? They're not going in and hacking the game. They're exploiting the game's brokenness, poorly development, uh-huh. which is what Destiny had. I mean, people pushing off Atheon from the ledge. Wasn't breaking the game. You were just throwing your grenade on the ground, and the enemy took a step back and fell off the ledge. Uh-huh. I mean, that wasn't what they intended, but it, you could do it. Yeah, I mean, you, didn't plan you for can that. you can put down a portable portable mobile wall, cover. mobile cover, and 
go through the wall and get out of the map. I mean, uh-huh. <coughs> you shouldn't make a game like that. So can, I mean, while they can how, pull like, out this terms of service bullshit all they want. That's what I'm saying. Like, how much at fault can you really say people are just for doing something that it just it happens? Like, when I first saw the video of people abusing Russian I mean, consulate... I wouldn't say that. Of, it didn't like, just happen. I didn't accidentally no, 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 no. glitch people, through the wall and play people, the incursion I, ten minutes ahead I'm of saying, time. I'm saying it's a level of... It's like... It's, I would say this is a misdemeanor, not a felony, is what I'm saying. In some mm-hmm. cases. In the cases where people are going through the wall and just beating the raid every 30 minutes... Okay, yeah, that's, a, that's excessive. What the heck is wrong with you? But, like, when I first saw the glitch when people put on the mobile cover and went through the fence of the Russian consulate, like, it's not like that took a lot of effort. It's not like there's this whole big convoluted sequence for you to do this. You put a wall down that acts like a wall and lets you crawl through the fence. How did no one test that shit? Is what I'm saying. Like, how did that get through? I mean, I I would say the biggest thing, like, the worst thing that I've ever been a part of of like breaking the game was crota of where you're fighting crota and somebody literally the host pulls out their ethernet cord and it glitches the game Uh like that is clearly exploiting the like something that the game was the developers can't expect that like what if they go out and pull the ethernet cord out at this exact exact moment moment in time like yeah. Putting the mobile cover down and going through a wall is something that sh- your development should be able to prevent. Uh-huh. So, I think we all somewhat agree that, like, they can't ban player. I mean... They can't... I, I think the funniest... There's a level where it makes sense but, to ban So, is the, cl- is the easiest thing to do... I mean, the main problem right now is the Dark Zone. Of the Dark Zone is completely unfair for the legitimate player to go against these cheating players. Mm-hmm. The easiest solution would be to make exclude like make a, a set of saying if you're over 230 gear level, you are in your own version of the dark zone. Uh-huh. And they could make that dark version of the dark zone even harder and have better rewards and stuff. And, and incentivize the people for playing in that mode. Uh-huh. And then make a, the, the lower bracket, the regular Dark Zone, as it is today, for everybody else who is still, in, like, regular playing Sub the game. Sub 200. Sub 2, yeah. I just don't... I mean, I don't people... That doesn't seem... Well, because they already separate the Dark Zone. Well, the bracket doesn't seem like a lot of work. Whatever the Massive is going to do to fix this game has is been. going to be a lot of work. It, they it have to put to in a lot of work to fix how well, broken their game has ended up. To fix the game as a whole, yes, that is a lot of work. But I think the solution of... Temporary. Bracketing off everybody who has a gear score of over 220 is... Makes sense. Right, is one smart, because you want to bracket based on these new gear scores anyway. Sooner or later. Um, and two, it, right, like you, like if they just up the difficulty and up the drop rate, then even the shitty jerks who cheated feel like they got some good shit. We feel good because we can go through the dark zone. They feel good because they have a higher drop rate in the dark zone. I mean, there's nothing to drop anymore because they have the highest gear set in the game, but. It's 
It's a mess, yeah. Like, I... We played the Division the day Dark Souls 3 launched and the day after. And since then, I don't think we even talked about it until today. Yep. Yep. It's it's a mess. But it like, is a sad, sad... I, I, didn't, I didn't get to make this point earlier, but like with the PS4K... Oh, I, I did. With the PS4K and with the Division... These are, like, things that the console world is going through that I'm like, oh, we already did this in the PC world, like, ten years ago. Like, I've already lived through you buy an $800 graphics card, and a week later, a better one comes out that's two times as powerful and the same price, and you feel like you just got fucked in the ass. <laughs> I have played a brand new game, gotten to the end game, and realized that they didn't fucking make it, and said, alright, I guess we'll just wait six months. <laughs> so, like, both of these are just like, alright, whatever. Hmm. Been been there. That's what I'm saying. It's a perception issue. It's it's well. So it's... Next Tuesday, we'll all have Hearthstone to play anyway. So oh yeah. yeah. Well, probably yeah. I I do have some good news though. Okay. Uh, Dark Souls Three is great. Ooh, is it so great? So great. Oh so yeah. Good. Like it's. I had a small, I had a small Twitter conversation with uh, Phil Fuller today. Saw that. How um, did you? Yeah. About Dark Did he Souls notice you, Senpai? He responded. He, yeah, oh, he responded man. a couple times. Um, so one of the things that I really like have been loving about Dark Souls 3 that it was, was not a similar experience for uh, Phil Kohler. He said that this was the same like this for him and all the Dark Souls. But in Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 2, I would join covenants that would like get you automatic. There are a lot of covenants in Dark Souls games that get you auto-summoned into other people's worlds, either to invade them because you're in a covenant that guards this forest, or because you're in a covenant that guards noobs, and you help noobs defeat invaders. So, like, I would... I played Dark Souls on launch day. I played Dark Souls 2 on launch day. On their most popular platforms, let's say. Like, I played them both on PS3, and I'm playing Dark Souls 3 on PC. And maybe it's just, like, because... My internet isn't good for PS3, or wasn't good for PS3 at the time. I didn't have any network connection issues with any other game. And I never had issues summoning when I wanted to summon people, or being summoned when I wanted to be helped for a boss. Uh But the Covenant stuff, like in Dark Souls 1, I probably got summoned like 10 times total for these just random Covenant summons. And in Dark Souls 2, it would happen like, Every now and then, maybe once a day or every few days. And in Dark Souls 3, when I join the Blue Sentinels Covenant, which guards noobs, I can barely make it ten steps in my world before I get resummoned back to help somebody else out. Which I've seen. I was which, watching. Which is like, one, a little frustrating if it keeps happening because you want to explore your own world. But two, is so great. Because one of like the funnest things in Dark Souls is when you get to play with other people and guard people or invade people or whatever. Now, the you didn't get to see the more fun part was when I was doing invasions for the Farron Keep. There's this forest where you join the Covenant to guard the forest, and whenever anybody comes in, you're summoned into their world to kill them. And by far, being an invader, as long as, as, long as they're not in the way of the blue and have a blue sentinel summoned for them, being an invader is way more interesting or fun than being invaded because like 90% of the enemies don't attack you so you can just like 
wail on the other person and like tr- get them into traps and whatnot. But like Dark Souls three, I think last week I came and said, "Is Dark Souls three going to be that good?" Because Phil Kohler was mm-hmm. is one of my favorite Peep. stoner bros, and <laughs> was not he wasn't negative on Dark Souls three per se, but he was kind of like, "All right, we." We've been here, it, it's kind of good that this is over because it's starting to lose its luster. And I feel like, I'm seeing seeing Dark Souls 3 as like the perfect send-off. Uh, I've, there have been so many moments where it makes a callback to Dark Souls 1 or Dark Souls 2, and I don't feel like it's like, oh, wow, yeah, like you didn't have anything better to do. It's just like, oh, wow, that's really cool. And then they go off and like do like three other brand new areas that are, like, totally different and have new enemies and all this fun stuff. New terrible, terrible enemies that put maggots on your skin that devour you and you can't get rid of them unless you jump into fire. But it's so good. (laughs) Like, I think it's also due to me knowing a thing or two about Souls games. At this point. Yeah, at this point, because with Dark Souls 1, I was going in completely blind. Like, I I was not hyped for Dark Souls. I did not know what Dark Souls was. I was on Newegg and was like, oh, I should get a new game. I haven't bought a video game in, like, a year, because all I do is play League of Legends. <laughs> and I saw that the Dark Souls Collector's Edition, I guess because it didn't sell, was the same price as the regular edition... And it came out in two days, and I could buy it and get it on release day. I was like, alright, sure, I guess I'll get this game, whatever. And basically struggled my way through it. It took me like a year and a half, two years to beat Dark Souls 1. In Dark Souls 2, I was a little bit better. And in Bloodborne, I was a little bit better. But now in Dark Souls 3, I'm just like, good. Just waiting through. Yeah, I love <coughs> it. I have like, I have a whole arsenal of different fun weapons to use for invasions and summons. Like, something that will freeze enemies and something that will bleed enemies out. So, so you, you get into this really fun stuff. And I think, I think, more than any other Souls game, I am going to keep playing Dark Souls 3 after I beat it. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that happened in Dark Souls 1 and in Dark Souls 2 is the more... Like, once you went over from New Game, from like the first time you played a New yeah, Game yeah. Plus, you get put into a separate bracket of players. They can only be summoned and summon New Game Plus players. In Dark Souls 3, that doesn't matter anymore. In Dark Souls 2, there was a thing called Soul Memory, where it put into like your matchmaking, it looked at how many souls you had ever gotten, ever. So what happened is people would get like hundreds of millions of soul level, and then or soul memory, and then you couldn't get summoned anywhere. Like You would summon with the same 10 people that have had that many plays as you. In Dark Souls 3, all it does is look at your level. Doesn't matter if you're on New Game 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, or 8. And the New Game Plus introduces new items, new enemies, new movement patterns for old enemies. Like, it's a totally... It's like the remix version. Hmm. There's just so much to do. And the story is so great. And there's so many weapons... And I've already screwed up basically every quest line, so I have to play again. <laughs> Classic. I feel well, like I would not know. Like, based on Bloodborne, had I not read numerous articles, I would have had no idea what I was doing with half those quest lines. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's one of the cool things, is that a lot of the quest lines 
are really tough. Like, you have to walk to the specific area. Like, you have to go to a specific wall in a specific area after talking to this other person and not killing this boss, but you could have killed this other boss. Yeah. And then knock on the wall and you hear the person from the other side say, Hey, what's up? And then you, like, six hours later, you see them somewhere else and they give you a, a ring or a piece of armor or something. It's, like, the quest lines in Dark Souls games are really fun. And there is this guy, there's always a character that comes to your, like, your home base world. Yeah. And if you don't kill them when they get there, they'll kill, like, all of the people in your base. And there was this guy that was talking shit about all my people. He said they were cretins and losers. So I fucking killed him. Turns out I wasn't supposed to kill him. But. Whoops. Yeah, we, we can fix that in New Game Plus. But there's just so much. I think I have 20, I have 28 hours. And I'm near the end, unfortunately. Yeah. That's and the call is home. Not unfortunately. No. <laughs> but. Dark Souls 3 is my favorite Dark Souls. That's intense. For sure. It's like Dark Souls, it's the scope of Dark Souls 2 with the gameplay and the level design of Dark Souls 1. The best. With the combat of Bloodborne. Of three worlds. Yeah. It's... So, it's perfect as long as this is the last Dark Souls game. Yeah. This is the best way to send it off. You have your, like, Dark Souls 1 was rough. It, it, it was, like, the combat was rough, rough around the edges, but it had a lot of soul. Dark Souls but. 2 smoothed off all, a lot of those edges. Too many edges. Made it a little too easy. And then Bloodborne is kind of like the optional side quest version, where they're like, hey, should we change our combat system? It's the right-headed step, Joe. And then they come back to the third version that says, okay, here's the soul of the first game, with some smoothing from the second game, and some other, like, you know, new things that we've learned from, from both of those. And it's just so good. Ballin'. Ballin'. Yeah. I'm sure I'll get it sooner or later. I'll say I'll play the first one. Yeah, you'll play it in, like, three years. That'd be great. <laughs> we can talk then. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I need to find somebody in town that plays Dark Souls. Good luck. Yeah, it's hard. The city needs to get good. <laughs> so how long is that? That's probably like an hour and a half podcast. I think this is probably our longest podcast ever. I don't think I don't think it's our longest ever. Maybe. We started at like 7.15. Exactly. No, I mean, we have like an hour 45, I think, is our longest. Is it? Okay. So who won? Dark Souls. I vote for me. You can <laughs> vote for yourself. <laughs> Uh, that breaks all the rules. I vote for Ryan. I vote for PS4K. I vote for PS4K. <laughs> Double down. Yeah. I just don't. Adios. <laughs> so I read this interesting article on Polygon today about you online again. Oh, about the. Uh,